in our early days, I, I was constantly upset with you. Mm. Over and over again, <laughs> I was horrified by your failure in the mm. following way. Welcome to another tedious round of Neurotic Tornado. Uh, this round, we try to talk about resentment. We sort of fail to do it quite as deeply as we wanted to. But I'll I'll do some voiceover to tell you where our failures are. Maybe you could resent me for interrupting. I still think we hit a few cool spots along the way. So here it goes. All right. Okay, so you have notes today. Well, as such as they are. What? I mean. So there's a situation where they're not as they are? They're always as they are, but in this case, I mean, they're just not, not as impressive as other notes. But anyway, coming here tonight to do this podcast and having it be maybe me the one that's starting it. This reminds me of back when we used to go to couples counseling, where I came in one time and I was like, I have something I want to talk about. And you both were like, whoa, what? Oh, let's do it. All right. This is so cool. You're not just reacting to you, this craziness. Yeah, you're going to take charge. You're going to say something. You, you're you expressing something. This is Which, that was a pretty big deal, because for a little while, I was like, here's the problem we need to talk about. Here's another problem we need to talk about. Here's an issue. Mm-hmm. And then when you came in, wow, I was, I really thought, this is it for me. It's over. Yeah, I was just talking to a friend about how things were going with she and her partner in couples counseling. She's kind of bewildered about, like, when we get there and... He's like, okay, how are things going? What came up this week? And she's like, so, you know, what am I supposed to say? So, you know, I can always talk about something that happened during the week. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens. Things start happening. You don't talk about, like, somebody was punched in the face and broke their nose. Right, or like you you don't have to go through a workbook or something. And then... But it made me think about us, and I was like, oh, yeah, that part was easy for me, because I could just be like... We're like, what's going on this week? I'm like, UV. Let me so. tell you, I have a, a outline of the right. 15 things I want to discuss that happened today. Yeah. So what are, what is the subject for today? Well, so our topic for tonight is resentment. Oh. Mm-hmm. If you would have warned me, I could have resented this. Yeah, you were warned. Episode. And something that I have heard people say somehow recently in my world, and people who are in couples are saying, you know what, I need to do something about that or resentment's going to build. Like we need to change that pattern before Mm. resentment starts to build. And I think, oh, that's what a smart thing that is to try to acknowledge something and change it instead of just building up resentment about it. I think that it's common to, to build up resentments and maybe not even... Like, what I think kind of happens is that you maybe don't have them when you're sitting face-to-face with your partner. Like, you like seeing your partner and you're excited to talk to them. But then sometimes when you're away, whatever, somehow that other thing comes up. So so my question for you, because you're, as usual, you're on the chopping block, whatever that means. So do you have any resentments, I guess, about our marriage or our relationship? Other than... The ones I've been bringing up every episode. Well, what are... Remind me (laughs) what some of those are. And that is how this topic started is... Well, I mean, I do think we're in a far cleaner phase than other times, which makes it kind of easy for me to talk about it. 
I know I had at least a few. I mean, one about surely. Wasn't there one about money recently? Yeah, spending money like that you didn't treat it with as much respect as I wanted mm-hmm. you to or some crap like that. And then maybe another one about parenting. You know, there was a period where I felt like, you know, you tricked me into this family life or something like that. <laughs> it's impossible to be emotionally prepared for the transition into family life. And I think maybe it's even trickier for somebody to marry into a situation where there's already kids. Because then the family's already running at 180 miles an hour. And you're like, I think I get how it works. And you jump into it and all of a sudden you're freaked out. Right, and your feet are dragging along the tracks and just going... But since I got that experience and then I got one with our little guy from the beginning... Mm-hmm. I could see how when you start at the beginning, you kind of build up. You have more time to build and experience. And so it's maybe less jarring. I don't know. Either one is kind of a crazy adjustment. But I think I had some resentment. And, you know, I bet I, I, bet I have resentments also about where I wish the house were cleaner in some way. I hate to jinx this podcast by not giving it enough conflict. But I don't feel like I have that kind of buildup of resentment like I did in earlier phases of our relationship. Because I feel like I just spill my baggage. You know, I just, I think the metaphor is I drop my dirty underwear on the kitchen table. <laughs> no, I don't. That's not a metaphor. I'm pretty right. sure it's a, it's a common cliche. It's not, not common. The old uh, dirty underwear on the table. Never but no, I, I, I think I spill my guts pretty early these days so it doesn't build or brood yeah so i don't feel like i've got any secret ones that i'm hiding the not one, even for this episode i wish i did i could lie about no, it no i don't want you to lie about it but the ones in the past were were about parenting family life my obsession with like cleanliness in the kitchen or something like that in the kitchen well, I don't know why I'm more into the kitchen aspect, but you know, I'm, sure, yeah. I'm sure it could be any room. So here is one of our failures. Why didn't we dig into my past resentments? That could have been interesting, but no. I somehow got stuck on only being able to talk about resentments right that second. Either way, this podcast takes an interesting turn right here. And uh, eventually we do get back to dissecting those past resentments. So it's not all failure, just 80%. Well, so I have some resentments that the house isn't cleaner. Of me? Yeah. How so? Well, I feel like you have never kind of taken ownership of this house in your quote-unquote heart. And so just, for instance, the other the other weekend, or maybe this seems crazy when I say it out loud like this, but you were not in a happy mood and you expressed a desire to spend more time together with family that you didn't want to just be thinking all your dark thoughts alone. And so I was like, great, let's clean all, let's clean the living room together. And you were like, I want to feel better sharing. I don't feel like you're ever like seized with the desire to organize or clean something like, oh, I've just got to get to this room and get little crevices clean or clean up this mess or something. Well, I mean, if you want to know the truth about that, I don't have resentment, but I do feel like part of it is because it's, since I moved into your house and your style is more little bits and things all over the place. I feel like 
it's your stuff in a sense. And you know, I have I have some components to it, but I would say a majority of it and the organizing principle of how these things work is driven by you. And I think the nature of me coming into your house caused that imbalance and things are uh, too overwhelming for me to know how to tame in those rooms. And, you know, I don't, I, my system, you know, I'm sure some of my stuff accumulates, but my system in general is not to let things accumulate in those other, in those locations. Like in other locations in the house or Mm -hmm. aside from the space or? My, yeah, my, my, my man attic. That doesn't come out right. Mantic. Something like that. Well, and so, like, in terms of my... These are your resentments. Yeah, so maybe that's what this is about. So in terms of my invitation to clean the living room together to do something, part of my um, idea was, like, well, so let's get everything off this big mantelpiece over the fireplace and, like, have it be something that reflects you as well or isn't just mine. And is that something that interests you of? Well, I mean, it may even be the very kind of house you've chosen. Like, I love, I think this is a beautiful house. But if you remember my bungalow that I lived in, I mean, I had my liquor area and my obscure foreign DVD area and my empty boxes in the basement area. But it's not like I had the kind of house where I had, like, hundreds of things on a mantle. I mean, I just wouldn't know what to put on the mantle. But so now maybe this is the way I changed from a resentment phase, is I think I was pretty scared to move into this house at first because I was thinking, if we're going to do this life together, we should move into a a separate house. I mean, a new house Mm -hmm. that's new to both of us instead of me moving into your world because this is so much you. And so maybe at the beginning, I was kind of resentful. Like, this isn't my house. This isn't my place. I'm not at home here. And now I don't feel that in the, in the sense that I don't feel resentment. And I, I feel it. I come home and feel like I'm coming home. Hmm. So I like it that way. But there's still an aspect that it's kind of your design principle. And I'm in the background or I'm the I'm playing a passive role. But I'm trying not to make things messier, you know, like I feel like I I do my part in cleaning things, but it, it's kind of your design sensibilities and I just leave it that way. I think also partly because you care more about it, like you you have this notion that I think is fabulous that this is a craftsman home and you want to restore some of the craftsman, craftsman elements, so you're aware of the fact, oh, this... This part of the house used to be like this. Can we slowly make it be more like how it originally was intended? So all that stuff's kind of cool. I, I'm kind of brain dead in those areas where I don't. Even, my brain doesn't even think in that way. But I think it's cool that yours does. So you kind of run that yeah. aspect of it. So I mean, I, perhaps maybe me playing an excessive passive role bothers you. What is different? Like in your last house, you like took an active role in decorating it and getting some lighting in there, and you had some window treatments. What's that mean? That means like shades. Those, oh yeah, those nifty little blinds, yeah. blinds that can go up or down in such a fancy way. And I remember you even saying that you had like a 
Like a designer helper from Home Depot or something that would that came. Yeah, because I wanted to play a passive role, so I paid somebody to come to the house and say, "How the hell do I close these windows so I can walk around half naked without weird people walking down the street seeing me?" And still let some light in through the top of the window. And so she said, "Do this," and I said, "Okay." She was like, for that two-hour period, she was. Like the person I was in a relationship with, it was playing the dominant role. (laughs) Wow. All right. Well, hats off to you, Home Depot helper. My obsession with a lot of how a house is set up or a room is set up is make it efficient. Like, I mean, this idiotic thing I have, like, I have my shirts on the back of these two chairs. So I figured out a brilliant, streamlined way to do my laundry, which is I never hang or fold my shirts this is the chair where my short sleeve shirts go, and that's the chair where my long sleeve shirts go. It looks terrible. This is how animals. But live. I save. I save raccoons. This is what raccoons do with their right. Brain. But I, I save about three minutes a week on this, and yeah. that was. I thought that was one of the most brilliant things I've done this month. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I remember you being excited, being like, I have this new idea about my shirts. Yeah, once I realized I could like put my socks and my underwear in the same two drawers and mix like throw them in whichever one wasn't full (laughs) i thought that was brilliant (laughs) you're like a person who has two dishwashers you know it's not really like making something pretty but it's like making it quick so i can get back to the two or three writing tasks or podcast tests or video tasks i want to do yeah so i don't know i think you have the sensibility that can make a better house but i'm going to save six minutes and yeah How's that for not good enough resentment? (laughs) Well, that's still my resentment. Hmm. But I like that you named it first. I don't know what you thought about that silly conversation, but I just kind of wanted to punch me in the face. I don't know why that was painful to listen to. Is that because I came off like an asshole? I don't know. But either way, we didn't really get to the bottom of that resentment or how to remedy it. Partly, maybe the flaw is... We're supposed to put me on the chopping block, and I don't think my wife wants to dig into all her baggages overtly on this goofy podcast, so we got stuck in this space. Anyway, here we dig into my baggage a little bit more. So something I was reading about about resentments was that someone is suggesting that they have a deeper origin, that when you, are, when you resent something, that you it's because it's bringing up an older wound. Yeah. I wonder if that's true. So, like, can you cast back? I I remember there was a period of time where we talked in counseling about how I wasn't keeping the kitchen clean enough, which I was keeping it a hell of a lot cleaner than I did when I was a single parent, where, because I'm a heavy prioritizer, so I'd be like, I have to have this done for today, so the breakfast dishes are going to wait for... Heavy prioritizer. What What is it? Yeah, it means I do whatever's on fire. Oh, I see, I see. And that In I a way, can... you don't prioritize because you let the fires drive how you do things. Well, maybe, or maybe it was just the style of yeah. life I had at yeah, that yeah. time. That I don't know why. My life was... I mean, I think <laughs> you should just follow my lead. I, yeah? I, I mean, I was doing fine. I mean, <laughs> sure, I had no responsibilities. <laughs> right. Right. Or people dependent on me. Right. No, I'm just kidding. I like okay. how your eyes get all sly when you talk about that. Yeah, well, I it, now I, I've, 
I've been woken up to how <laughs> uh, being a parent changes uh, the way a, the way the hours <laughs> of the day uh, can be used. It do, uh, it do. I'll okay, down. so it was a little bit like how you know it's exciting because here in Oregon, gay marriage just got approved, right? Marriage equality, which I'm all yeah. for, and I was very excited. And I'm about 85, just purely excited that anyone who wants to get married can get married. And about 15% like, welcome to our nightmare. <laughs> you know, like now you get to have a legal document and you get to be like, uh, now not that people didn't have relationships before, but it's kind of like that in parenting too, right? Like when someone has a baby, you're purely excited for them that they get to feel that depth of love. 85% and 15% like... Or 35%. <laughs> but I mean, that look in people's eyes, like, why didn't people tell me this is so exhausting? Mm-hmm. I thought we did. Okay, so so your world was crazier. You were doing what was on fire. What was that? Yeah. What was that about? So, so like, my, I was keeping the kitchen a lot cleaner because I knew um, when we got together and... I think we were both mighty nervous about living together and that it was actually my son who was like, come on, get over it, move in. I knew that um, I knew that you that it mattered to you to have the kitchen be clean. And I kept it a lot cleaner, but I remember there was a period where in counseling, or maybe I was a little bit less perfect about keeping it clean or less good. And like you felt like it was, like I was disrespecting you. Yeah. And so what's that about? Like, so my... Let's go back to my childhood. Yeah, and how my parents made fun of me. No. <laughs> you know, it's I, I don't know how to tie it to things. Like, I, I know I had some really deep emotional things that happened as a child. And, but I don't know how to connect the dots to why not cleaning the kitchen seems like such a um, blow to who I am. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you say it like that, it seems ludicrous that it could be a blow to who you it, are. No, it doesn't. It oh. actually sounds pretty sensible. <laughs> actually, it's probably one of the most sensible things I've said. I, I didn't, did I say ludicrous? I meant <laughs> logical. Logical, right. That Now I, I hear, I, I get you. Nice. But I mean, it does hurt me in this kind of deep way. You don't care about me. It does or it did? It it did more so. Now I can at least just say, you know, now now it becomes more of a low grade, like, ah, I wish this place was a little cleaner. Yeah. Maybe I'll mention something. At the same time, we found a kind of a good balance, haven't we? And we have, like, clear rules about it, you know, where we do clean up after ourselves, except when we're doing stuff with a little guy, in which case it's the other person's responsibility Right, and then every, just up. every now and then it's... And with the older guy, we try to get him to just like say, "Hey, can you clean up the thing you just right. made a uh-huh. mess?" So, so we have a set of rules to kind of deal with it, uh-huh. and that helps my baggage a lot huh. because I know what the rules are. You know, like, well, this this kitchen's crazy, but you've also been on duty with the little guy, so it's actually my responsibility to clean it, huh. and it's not a act of disrespect. Hmm. It's just part of how our rules go. So I, I don't know, that helped circumvent it for me. So now I'm resentful of the little guy. <laughs> no, that's not true. You do 
you do get in the way of things a little bit. See, I see already by the look on your eyes that you're thinking I don't make as interesting a podcast as you do. No, no, no. I yeah, think no, it's I good. I see that. I, I just, see that in your. I'm kind pupils. of resentful of how how you're behaving with me right now. Feel a little bit weird because I feel like I've kind of my baggage isn't as baggy. Baggy. <laughs> nice. Right now. Nice. Yeah. And so. But I, I have had a whole series of resentments, and I look forward to some new ones oh, coming up soon. But it's just not as messy. Are you mad at me about that? No. I was reading a little list of like where some resentments come from that said, what we feel people did to us that was unnecessarily mean, hurtful, and thoughtless. That's you to a T. Yeah. And what about it? What people, these are different resentments people build, what people in our lives did not do for us that we feel they should have done. Oh, yeah. I had some of those. You want me to talk about those? You sound so excited. Uh, Yeah. And how's this one different? When we feel the people in our lives have not done enough for us. That's really overly similar. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, those two, like, in our early days, I I was constantly upset with you. Mm. Over and over again, <laughs> I was horrified by your failure in the oh. following way. Okay, maybe let's go back to your former stance. Just a, <laughs> just a scooch. So, I had a real problem in the early days thinking you weren't paying enough attention to me or giving, focusing on me enough. Yeah. You know, one, you were a single parent. And Which gave me way better boundaries than I'd ever had before in my life. So yeah, I yeah. Really so I, I could have, them. I could have manipulated you better if you yeah. weren't a. Uh, yeah, it would have been a whole, a whole different uh, relationship. A more healthily scarred parent. Yeah. But but I always wanted you to pay more attention to me, or like I wished you could get to my house sooner so we could party, and I wished that you could. I was never upset with the older, your older boy, you know, like that he's stealing you from me. But I was kind of upset with you because you didn't hang out with me as much as I wanted you to. Or you didn't get to my house early enough. Or those things hurt my feelings. And we talked in a previous uh, episode about, like, the trip you took with your best friend to South Dakota. And this idea that you didn't take me, you didn't want to go with me to... The fact that you had a life, yeah, either whether it was with your son or your best friend, was tough for me, and I felt like it was. What, what was that resentment? What was the phrase? And feel like people aren't doing enough for you. Yeah, and so I, I wished you had done more for me and attended yeah. to me more. And then, like I should have invited you to another midwestern state. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Can't a Jew go to one of the Dakotas? <laughs> What's not wrong inter- with the that? Ju- Jewish people are not interested in the Dakotas. I wanted to see a prairie dog. <laughs> a <laughs> Jewish want, prairie dog. Did you want to shoot at it? No, no, no. I mean, some of them are circumcised. Did you know that? They it's are a ritual, not. yeah. Nope. It's interesting. The prairie dog, they circumcise <laughs> their young mm. at age five. No. Five days old. They do not. Yes. So that that... I don't know if you count that as resentment or I was just hurt. And then I think when we went through our dark period, I came out the other side. Wait, wait, which dark period? One of them. Okay, all right. 
one of our dark periods, you know, we got to a point where things were so challenging that I was like, I don't know how we're going to make it out of this. And once we did make it out of it, I came out the other side with a less idealized, romanticized, fairy taleized version of our relationship. Yeah. I'm like, well, let's just have a nice time today. I don't even need you to tell me that I'm the best person you've ever blah, blah, blah with. You know, yeah. as long as you can say, I enjoyed that time or that moment, and I can say that too, that's it. That's good enough. Yeah. And so I came out with a, a different view, and the resentment, coming out of that dark period, the resentment disappeared too, because now, then I was just surprised. I was like, hey, we pulled it off. We're actually still together. Yeah. Yeah. And that stuff went away. So do you think that those resentments resonated with earlier things in your life? That other people didn't love you enough and weren't doing enough for you? Well, probably. I I mean, I know I spent a lot of time as a child hurt, like when my dad was upset with me. And I, I thought over and over again, he didn't like me, he hated me. So when when he wasn't very present with me, I felt like his love was gone. Yeah. How's that for a direct correlation? Yeah. And so when you turn away and take your kid to the Rose Festival and don't invite me, it means you don't love me. Yeah. And so I had a lot of that going on. And it might also relate, now that we're going into my deep-seated childhood instabilities... (laughs) With my mom, when she teased me or got frustrated with me, I also felt like... She stopped loving you. Yeah. So it might be sometimes, even though so much of our relationship is connected to humor, there's certain moments when I'm feeling a little fragile, your humor is offensive to me and harmful to me because I I feel like it's an insensitivity that means you don't care about me or love Yeah. And that maybe not, isn't just about me, but about... Yeah, I'm mean, partly maybe if your jokes were just 10% better. Ow. No, no, I'm just kidding. That hurt. No, that's not true. I, all these things can tie into how yeah. I thought I wasn't loved as a child. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Yeah. What I like about where we've gotten to now is, like, if I said to you... Like, hey, I'm taking the kids away for eight hours to go to the Rose Festival without, and you know, you'd be like, all right. Eight hours? Take take an overnight trip with the kids. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing. One is working out of our dark period, and I came out of the other side with a kind of a deeper and less idealized version of how relationships go. Also, having kids help me feel like holy shit this is exhausting like Mm -hmm. however you feel even if you're walking away going i'm kind of frustrated with you rather than me brooding on she doesn't love me anymore i just think oh this is a time where i can be alone for a few minutes Mm -hmm. we'll check in later Mm -hmm. but it, it like being being worn out made me not it doesn't give me any enough energy to brood because <laughs> brooding takes so much work, and I just don't have it in me. I remember. To brood. I wonder once I once I get really good nights of sleep. I wonder yeah. if I, I'm more capable of brooding, but huh. not now. Interesting. Um, we talked before in a previous episode about this attachment quiz that I took online and made you to take, and my best friend, which you made. God, I'm so offended. Yeah. You have a best friend. I, I knew it. 
Um, and one of the questions was something about like, are you afraid the people that you love are going to leave you? And I remember, or how afraid on a scale of one to 10 or something. And I remember my core feeling being like, oh, no, I'm more afraid they're not going to leave me. And thinking like, well, that's kind of messed up. But that's exactly what you're talking about is like, no, no, please go away. For, like, I, I would be sad if you went away permanently. But for the weekend, why not make it a week? Yeah, like take a little time off or something. How long before you would start to feel like I've gone too long? 320 days? <laughs> do, well, do you have the children or not? I don't know. I think it kind of would depend on where you were and, and what you were up to. Like, um, you know, I'm fine. And um, and in fact, what if I was like in a brothel in Argentina? Not, for example. Not so good. Not so good. How much money would I be making are, are there? I'd be you? working at the brothel. <laughs> oh, oh, well, huh. How much money would you be making there? <laughs> I don't know how much. How how interested are they in hairy bald Jews? <laughs> well, who knows what the taste of the women in Argentina are? They could. I mean, you do know how to or tango. <laughs> yeah, I, now I'm a little worried. You're not. Um, it's got I, very confusing very hand, quickly. <laughs> hand your passport over. Hand your passport over. Uh, all right. Well. Any closing ceremonies now no, that we've covered? Now that, now that you're covered. working in a brothel. Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't, maybe you would make more money than you make now. I don't know. But the airfare might put a dent in that. No, I think I'm inter- I'm curious that you're free of resentments. Well, as far as this podcast knows. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll be back the next time Evie has a resentment. We'll be recording it of that. You can be certain. I could do like a quick edit and then we come back five seconds later and right. we're both weeping. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that would be some conflict. So I don't know if we really nailed it with this resentment stuff. We might have to revisit this uh, once we enjoy some more resentment fights in the future. But I did want to point out a few of the things we learned that I only we only kind of hinted at in this conversation. One is we got out of resentments a little bit by setting up some rules to avoid it, like our stupid cleaning rules. The other thing is just talking about it. When you realize something's going on, just get it out, because usually it's not as crazy to confront once you start talking about it as it seems when it's stuck in your head. I guess those are the main two tactics that helped us. All right, well, thank you. We probably no, should. thank you. Oh, wow. Thank you. I can't believe you pulled it off. Nice. I'm coming here. Nice. Tonight, up structuring. To your own. I don't know about that, but. But you did, you did the work of organizing what we would talk about. Such as it was. I, I don't know what that phrase means. Such as it was. And now, shazam. Oh, well. You're not going to do kapow. <laughs> now I say kapow. Yeah, not kapow. kapow. And I'm like, and I hit some. Whoa. Did that turn it off? No, you just wrote Mashkalchachen. Yeah, that's Yiddish for turn this sucker off.